the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Please forgive me again. My voice is a little bit weak, but it's better than it was yesterday. Hopefully it doesn't cause you uh, uh, too many questions. So hopefully it's not like disastrous. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. It's earnings season. Apple had a great report. Microsoft was a little disappointing. Alibaba, very disappointing on revenue. We can talk about all three. Um, you throw in Amazon, you throw in a couple other companies, and you really kind of have uh, the companies that are leading right now, uh, Netflix, you know, where technology is going, or where the trend in technology is going. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to chat about, we could chat about. Um, in particular, I think we should talk about earnings on a regular basis because um, it is earnings season. So the market will work itself out. Yes, we will have down years. Yes, we will have down quarters. Yes, we will have down months. But the market, as long as some sort of capitalism is, capitalism is living and breathing, it'll be okay. So Wednesday was a big disappointment for the market because we started off so strong. Apple was so, so good. Apple ended the session with a still very robust 5.7% gain. Um, for a company that's, you know, over half a billion dollars, over half a trillion dollars of valuation, it's looking pretty good. But that all buckled after the Fed Open Market Committee released its latest directive and finished with losses close to or in excess of 1%. The S&P 500 declined about 1.4%. So there's some renewed weakness in oil prices. Pressure point. Fed Open Market Committee. Pressure point. Um, oil's weighing in on the energy sector, causing negative returns in the short term. Whereas the Fed Open Market Committee, they could have come out and said something a little bit more positive. Um, will they or won't they raise interest rates? They kind of hinted at we won't for a while. Um, Due to that, you kind of want the Fed to hint at things are getting better and that the dollar is reflective of that. It's okay that things get better. So, But it, is, it looks like right now it seems to be the Fed's kind of reacting to the market a lot. When the market gets spooked, they get spooked. But I'm not saying that for sure because we're all on the outside of the Federal Open Market Committee. We're not on the inside. Hershey Foods, EMC, Abbott Labs, Raytheon, and Stanley, Black & Decker all issued 2015 earnings guidance below consensus expectations. Five companies, just like that, said 2015 were, were guiding below. What's important to note about that is the stronger dollar is the main cause in all of these. What's important to note is that none of these companies have anything to do with the other. Remember Sesame Street? One of these companies is not like the other. They're not all of them all. All of them. EMC Data Storage Company, Hershey, chocolate, chocolate, Abbott Labs, biotech, Raytheon, builds missiles that kills people, Stanley Black & Decker, um, tools. So energy giant Royal Dutch Shell said that it's curtailed over $15 billion of potential capital spending over the next three years and that it's 
has options to further reduce spending. Now, curtailing $15 billion of potential capital spending, that's taking money out of the world economy. $15 billion of spending by a company is building bridges, drilling holes, it's buying equipment, it's buying pipes, people have to make pipes, people have to drill holes, people have to pay for equipment. A lot of jobs. That's not something that, you, I mean, when you look at like a $100 billion stimulus, President Barack Obama authorized a $100 billion stimulus to build roads. $15 billion is the opposite direction coming out from Royal Dutch. From a company's perspective, you're like, shoo. From a big picture, you're like, oh. What's good from an economic standpoint is the latest initial claims report that came out today. It showed filings fell to 265000 for the week ending January 24 from 308000 the week before. Good. So that falls into the category of our argument, and it's what we do on the show, is we build an argument, a mathematical, something that says, should I stay in the market or should I panic? Or should I scream like a schoolgirl? That's the next job for a Brandon the Wonder producer. Get a schoolgirl scream. Because I'm not going to do it. You know, I go, ah! And you're like, that's not very convincing. So let's see if we can pull it off in the next four minutes. Um, FOMC meeting announcement. Um, back to Janet Yellen. The directive was worded in such a way that sowed some seeds of confusion in the capital markets, which in turn is apt to contribute to increased volatility. There's been ample volatility so far this year. I would say that January is going down as the month of volatility. If you were to, you know, label what happened on Wall Street, I don't think you'd be far off on saying it that kind of simple. We've had ups, we've had downs, we've had violent swings, we've had, you know, ooh, we're down 3% for the year, ooh, we're up 3% for the year. Uh, McDonald's is losing their Mac CEO. He's been Mac fired. The Mac food, Mac restaurant, well, he hasn't been Mac fired. He's been Mac let go, so he Mac retired. But when your same store sales under the Mac CEO continues to Mac dwindle for a continued Mac period of time, uh, it can only mean one thing. A new burger pope has been elected. Dun, da, da, da. The burger pope. So, uh, dun, da, da, da. the burger pope. Down goes Don Thompson. Thank you. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Thompson. So, um, the new CEO, the new Pope, Burger Pope, Steve Esterbrook, can have the company cranking again if he does a couple things. Simplify is number one. Pay people more, probably number two. Automate, that's probably number three. Paying people more and automating seems to be in confliction with one another. Um, but if you pay people more, you depoliticize the issue, and you get in front of the PR, and people feel better about it. And, I mean, there, that's a little bit of the whole livable wage thing. They've got into my psyche. I don't want to get in, go in there and get yelled at. And, again, I don't want to go in there typically. Um, but the whole automation thing, um, a San Francisco startup making machines that could turn out 360 burgers an hour, and it takes up to just 24 square feet. So they've got to basically start Xeroxing the burgers, right? Are you with me? Are you against me? You must choose a side. Um, so new new Mech CEO, or new Mech Pope replacing Mech CEO. And we'll see if that uh, plays in the favor of the company and or not. Alibaba, which, just say it out loud. Alibaba, have fun with it. Alibaba, in this bottle I genie rub you and... You can give me three wishes. What? Has he been smoking? Well, it comes in a little jar. Alibaba shares is getting crushed today. Revenue rose 40% to $4.22 billion. Stock's trading near $89 a share. It's got the greatest ticker symbol. Not the greatest ticker symbol. I still think uh, uh, Anheuser-Busch, Bud, BUD is the greatest. But Alibaba, a couple weeks ago, was a $120 stock. Now it's 98 Um if it were to, for some reason, to go to like, uh, no, now it's 89. If it were to crack under here, I'd start looking at it. One more bad day, or maybe you pick up a little bit now and a little bit later. You don't buy stocks when you have to. You buy them when you can. Does that make any sense? You buy them when you can. 
At 120, you felt like you had to. The gun was against your head. Gun? I don't see gun. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. Today, out of Reuters, Apple products are now the top luxury gifts in China. I'm telling you, if you're thinking of them as a cell phone company, you're totally wrong. For now. At some point in time, it'll catch up with them. Uh, don't know when, but at some point in time, it will. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's speak with CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. He is a certified financial planner. A lot of what we talk about, Chad, is max out your 401k, buy a sensible house, keep earning money, support your kids, send them to college. And sometimes it, that's great, but it ends at 50, 55, 60 that you've done all this great stuff. You've created wealth and you're tired and you, you're tired of your spouse. <laughs> you know, like... What used to be a spark and fun just ain't a spark and fun anymore, and you get divorced. Divorce after 50, the gray divorce. Let's talk a little bit about it. Oh, man, it's... it's uh, Unwinding what you've created. Yeah, it's, and it's shocking. Um, at least it's a divorce that typically the, the children are grown, so it's not... At least it's not a custody fight type of divorce, which is extremely unless expensive. You're Steve, unless you're Steve Martin. Oh. Just had a kid at 67. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You are so much more into this, what's going on in the media and entertainment Dude, world. I, I thought Steve Martin was dead, for all I know. His kids could be his comedy when died about twenty years ago. <laughs> his kids could be eighteen when he's eighty-five years old. Yeah. Can you imagine having a daughter at eighty-five? It's just not even fair to the kid. I agree. It's not. They, they just miss out on hey playing catch with dad. Well, dad would have played catch, but he broke his hip. There you go. <laughs> but at least the kid's gonna get a whopping inheritance if Steve Martin. That's did true. Well. He will. He will inherit money earlier. That's he he hit a lotto so to speak. <laughs> so anyway, let's back to the gray divorce. You create an estate plan with your sugar booker. You create retirement accounts with your sugar booker. Maybe your sugar booker stayed at home and raised the kids. So social security is a little bit different. Unwinding all that is emotional and it's complex. Yeah. the Well, especially if there's a pension involved, how you split retirement accounts. Um, what does happen with a pension? Well, woman's, woman's married to a firefighter and he divorces her. When it comes to the pension, so the, all of that is negotiated. Okay. And there's a couple ways to negotiate it. You can either you have your advisors because a lot of times um, accountants or CFPs will contract with a divorce attorney to calculate things like the present value of pensions, because a lot of times there's lump sums and there's pensions, so you have to calculate the present value of the pension, and either negotiate taking that in the form of a lump sum out of a 401k or some other asset. The what what comes into play is when you're calculating those present values of pensions to use the right rates of return, um, use the right life expectancies. Because I still see CPAs say, okay, well, it's a pension. I'm going to use a 6 7 8% rate of return, which will drastically decrease the lump sum value. No, that's not what, that's not what safe money grows at these days. Safe money grows at a very low rate, so that should warrant a larger chunk out of the 401k. What happens when you split those retirement assets, Rob, once it's all negotiated on the divorce decree, once the divorce decree is signed and final? You have to have a separate attorney write up what's called a quadro, Qualified Domestic Relation Order, and that's what allows pensions, 401ks, 403bs to split assets and allow the spouses to roll it into their separate IRA or retirement accounts. So it's a process, and one of the things that people have to plan for is they think they're going to go through a divorce and that that money, that retirement money is going to be available to them right away. And what you see is once the divorce is final, you see it taking two, three, four months to get the retirement actually split into separate accounts so that people really need to realize where their money is going to come from during that settlement process. The divorce is final. Great. Here's what I get. Here's what you get. 
But where's my income going to come from in the meantime? And most people don't think about that kind of stuff. No, no. And most attorney, attorneys don't either. They want to, you know, they get through this long divorce process that takes, geez, some of them take three years when there's a lot of assets. And so they're just as happy as the other person to get the divorce final and move on. And then, you know, the quadro comes from a different person and takes a longer time to process. And it's it's a mess. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big thing to go through. And you don't think that your expenses are going to be cut in half. That's not what happens. So keeping the house, not keeping the house, these are all difficult decisions, and you really need to keep a good head on your shoulder during the divorce process because having been through a divorce, you feel like a failure. You feel like you created something that was supposed to last forever. You're supposed to get one shot at a perfect love in your life, and you blow it. So don't blow it. Don't make it worse by panicking and demanding you get the house. Don't make it worse by panicking and you know, not doing things right and suing each other to oblivion. You once loved the person. Go through mediation. Don't well, yeah, and it's and it's not just – it's both sides. There tends to be one person that wants to continue the conflict for a long period of time and another person that just wants it to end, so they make rash decisions and sometimes give up too much without sitting down with an advisor, doing long-term cash flow projections. Because you know, just like anything else, in divorce, cash is king, and, and knowing where each dollar is going to come from is extremely important and projecting that out over the long term. And my final thought on this is – don't forget to change all your paperwork's beneficiaries after you divorce. And your passwords. And your passwords. <laughs> Don't make things a little bit worse, if you know what I'm saying, in the worst case now. You're listening to me, Rob Black. That was CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So this is the type of PR Twitter doesn't want. Headline, suitcase of body parts found near Twitter HQ. Cue screaming, cue screaming girl when I do this again. Headline, suitcase of body parts found near Twitter HQ. Ah, it's not ready. Um, police, see, I'm trying to produce on the fly, and that never works. Police responded to reports of a suspicious package in an up-and-coming area. Um, found a suitcase containing human body parts. Now, that's not so bad. Here's where it gets bad. I know, you're saying suitcase body parts not so bad? The body was so mutilated that officers had to call in a medical examiner to figure out if it's human or animal. Okay, that's pretty gross. The race and gender unknown. Disgusting. The roller-type suitcase had been left next to a pile of garbage and debris at 11th and Market Streets. The block was shut down so the investigation could continue. More remains. This is where it just starts getting creepy. And you're like, one person, two person. Do we have a serial killer? Is there something going on in San Francisco? More remains were found in the surrounding blocks. It's unclear at this time if all the remains belong to one victim. Police do have a suspect. Um, you can't just go around dropping off suitcases because you're going to get on someone's camera somewhere. Wow. Wouldn't, I mean, the story could be fascinating. Like, what if it's a young tech executive who's killing homeless people? What if it's a homeless person who's killing young tech executives? Like, I don't even want to think about that. But it's a sensational story, is it not? Is it not? Is it not? It's tragic. It is. And uh, you see things like this on Dexter, not in real life. Thank you. I finally, after 16, 17 years of doing financial radio, I've got my schoolgirl scream. Today, today, day, 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 I, 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 M, 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 luck is man, 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 world, 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 world. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. We'll take a break here. Be right back. AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Very excited. 
Joining me now from thestreet.com, Lorne Lyons-Cole. How are you, Miss Cole? I'm great. How are you, Rob? I'm very good. Um, you've recently worked on a couple of articles at The Street. Give us a little background on who you are, and then we're going to start talking about digging out of holiday debt. Yeah, so um, I'm a certified financial planner, and I also contribute stories here for The Street at our personal finance website, MainStreet.com, focused on maximize it, make sure they're making good decisions. So digging out of holiday debt is definitely something that we want to uh, touch on. Okay. Now, obviously, um, holiday debt, December, it, it racks up. People, eh, it's credit card. We will pay it off later. I personally got my credit card statement, and I was a little stunned by it, like, whoa, there's a skiing trip that was a little more than I thought it was going to be. There's you know, a holiday dinner that I covered that I probably shouldn't have. So I think we're all guilty of this one. Yes, I've heard from a lot of people lately that they've gotten some pretty surprising, you know, it shouldn't be surprising, like you said, but some, some big credit card statements lately. Now, the good news is overall people spent less than they planned to uh, this holiday season. And in fact, that's been a trend in recent years because of the Great Recession. People are paying more attention to their budget, which is really good news. Um, perhaps not surprising, millennials were the most likely to overspend. Um, but, you know, anyone can can push their budget a little bit too far, um, just like eating too much during the holidays. So if you're in that situation, what you want to do now that we're coming to the end of January, February is upon us, it's really time to focus in and pay down that debt. So if you've got, you know, an extra savings account that you didn't realize um, or that you haven't looked at in a while, and if your credit card's a little bit too big, this might be a good time to take money out of the savings account, pay off the credit card debt so that you're not accruing interest uh, on the debt because, Everybody knows we're not getting any interest in the savings account. So that would be a good time to do that. Or if you don't have extra cash on hand, you know, tighten up the belt buckle and really focus on putting as much money as you can towards that debt to get rid of it as soon as possible. And then try to, you know, set up a budget for the holidays this year way ahead of schedule. It's interesting in the article, millennials who are 18 to 29 years old were twice as likely as Generation Xers age 30 to 49, to have spent more during the holidays than they intended. And yet we continue to look at the millennials and we're like, aren't they savvier and smarter? And aren't they living at home, but they're about to move out? This is a, a really big focused on group. And I would have thought that number would have been skewed. Well, no, maybe the Genesha Xers have kids and they're starting to save a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's true. We do see with Gen Xers, they've, you know, they have a lot of responsibilities, a lot of competing priorities. So they just it's possible that they can't overspend the way that a millennial uh, might be able to. The other interesting thing that's happening right now, we're seeing that millennials are feeling a little bit more financially secure and a little bit more confident about their long-term financial outlook. And, you know, any of us who are a little bit older can probably remember that feeling, and it's exciting. So it's possible that this holiday season um, people are feeling pretty good about their budget and excited to spend a little bit more than they've been able to in previous years. So hopefully that'll be a learning lesson, and uh, going forward they'll they'll rein it in a little bit. Any other pulls from this article, Miss Cole, that you want to throw our way as far as helping people again focus on getting out of that holiday debt, maybe not even repeating it in the future? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, the way that I like to break down, but budgeting is very hard, right? I mean, every month there's unexpected expenses that we didn't plan for, uh, but there are two times during the year when we know for sure we're going to be pushing our budget beyond uh, what it usually is, and that's the holiday season and also summer. So um, I like to set up with, with clients I work with, think about those two big expenses as an extra savings um, that's just ongoing. You know, every month if you can set aside $100 or, or more if you have it, less if you don't, uh, to, you know, setting aside towards your summer travel if, if that's going to be something that your family is planning, and then you know, you'll spend that money when summer comes, which is just only a few months away. But if you start planning now, you'll be less likely to overspend or rack up credit card debt. And then once summer happens, it's time to refocus and start setting aside extra money for the holidays. And then if you do it that way, you'll have an account that's dedicated for these big spending times of year. And you can look at the account. And if you've been successful and saved 400 $500, $1,000, uh, then it gives you a guideline as to what to spend instead of looking back on it after the fact and thinking, okay, now i got to pay down this debt. Okay, what do you think about the concept? And I'm, See, I'm really good at this, so I'm already comfortable throwing this idea out there. You may say, no, no, don't say that out loud. 
What do you think about the concept of like using a cash back card, letting it accrue the cash back for six months, and using that as kind of not an emergency fund, but a whoops, I overspent fund. Um, I just, every month I pay off my credit card, so I'd never carry a balance, and I use that as extra savings for retirement. But should the average person maybe use points instead of like, woohoo, I got a free trip to on Southwest, maybe a woohoo, I've got a free trip out of debt problems? Yeah, you know what's funny that you bring that up? Actually, about $200 on average goes unused for each American um, when it comes to these rewards points on credit cards. So this past holiday season, I did this exercise with quite a few clients where uh, a lot of people just don't realize how many points they've accrued, how many cashback dollars they've they've got sitting unaccessed. And so I, I saw clients cashing in anywhere from 200 to $1,000 this past holiday season to put towards their budget. So I think that's a great idea, um, as long as you're using the credit responsibly, like you said, paying off your balance every single month, and then sort of ignoring those dollars out of sight, out of mind, but remembering to cash them in. Because credit card companies do sometimes change the policies on the rewards yeah. points. So it's the kind of thing you want to monitor. I'm speaking with Lauren Lyons-Cole. She's a CFP. In the world of financial media, I adore CFPs better than financial journalists because she'll say things like, as long as you pay off that credit card. She throws in that added caveat, which I think is fantastic. Now, you work with Main Street and The Street, but mostly MainStreet.com. People can go there and punch in Lauren Lyons Cole and find all sorts of wealth of uh, knowledge tied towards financial planning issues and financial spending. You recently penned one on Obama and 529 plans. Is that just for the wealthy, or is that more of a middle-class 529 plan thing? What's your opinion? Yeah, well, this has been obviously making a lot of headlines, the whole um, 529 plan catastrophe, basically. I mean, people really reacted quickly and strongly to this proposal from Obama, um, President Obama. And, you know, it's I think that this is really an emotional topic for a lot of Americans because obviously student loan debt is out of control, saving for college. When I have clients who come to me, more often than not, they're more interested in saving for college than saving for retirement. So we know this is something that's very important to families, and it's it's a little bit misunderstood. What what we're um, dealing with here is not so much saving for college. What we're really looking at is what sort of tax benefits are families getting because they're paying for college, because they're sending their kids to college. And it's a complicated matter. It's an emotional matter. Um, you know, a lot of uh, the tax benefits, 529 plans are used by everyone across the board, regardless of income level. But a lot of the tax okay. benefits really do go to families who earn $150,000 per year or more. Um, so it's a little different than some of the tax credits that exist. Now, as far as who should use them, max out your 401k, your 403b, your 457 first, and then do it? Or should you only do a 529 plan? You know, What's the priority? The priority is always saving for retirement. You know, it, a lot of people will tell you uh, you can get student loans for education, but you cannot get retirement loans. So it's the sort of thing where you are, you know, another metaphor would be if you're on the airplane and the stewardess is telling you to use, you know, put on your oxygen mask before helping anyone else. And it's true. You've got to take care of your retirement, um, unfortunately, before you can save for college. Saving for college is, a, is kind of an add-on. It's a luxury for people who have extra income to do so. Uh, however, if you are saving for college, 529 plans are the best place to do that. And the reason is you can make contributions, invest that money um, in investments that are appropriate for the time horizon before your child goes to college. And then any sort of investment gains you earn, you can then withdraw that money to pay for qualified education expenses without having to pay taxes. So it's basically a way to save on capital gains tax, which is why this specific benefit to work better for people who have higher incomes. It's going to sound maybe mean of me, but since I do financial radio, sometimes I have to give some tough love out there. But some people approach me, Miss Cole, that will be like, yeah, I want to save money for my kid's college. And you're right. They don't want to save money for their own retirement first, but they think about their kid's college. And I fire back like, you're not going to be able to save enough. You know, it's too late. Your kid's 12, your kid's 10. When do you think too late is? And again, it's not too late because you get to offset some college expenses, but again, back to the, let's get realistic, college is going to be a lot of loans for a lot of people and not 529 plans. I mean, unfortunately, so if if we think about a child who's born this year, 
uh, it's going to cost tuition alone for a public in-state university 18 years from now is projected to cost about $100,000 for the four years. That's a lot of money. And in order to save and invest that kind of money, I mean, we're really talking, I don't want to give anyone a heart attack while they're driving, but we're talking about $3,000 per year that you need to be saving in order to fully fund your child's in-state public tuition if they were born this year. The thing that I think a lot of people miss out on is there are so many different options. I mean, we don't have to just send kids to a four-year college. They certainly don't have to go to a private liberal arts college if it's outside of your budget and they're not getting uh, they're not getting support from the school to help them better afford it. Community college is a great option, especially for a child who isn't quite sure what they're going to major in. Um, you know, a great rule of thumb is that you want to only you want to limit your student loans to the first year uh, salary when you graduate from college. So if a child doesn't know what that Thanks. first year salary is going to be, they've got to be careful. It's Lauren Lyons-Cole. You can find her at MainStreet.com, talking digging out of holiday debt, saving for college, and even going to college. I'm Rob Black. Find me at a line at robblack.com. Hey, sugar, what you gotta say? It started with a whisper, and now it's when I kiss her, and then she made my lips burn. I can Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. NBC scores a record haul for the Super Bowl ads. Surprise? No, not really. But do you see a day in your life where that can't continue to be a story every year? I do. Um, football's getting kind of interesting. There's more and more evidence out there that not healthy for kids under 12 to be participating in. It's getting incredibly violent. Some parents are trying to limit their kids' exposure to it because of various reasons. But it is a pretty dominant sport, and we all will be watching the Super Bowl this weekend. For now, another story that I like out there enormously is Star Wars Boba Fett figure sold for $27,000. He's known as the galaxy's best bounty hunter. He's often pitched against the Rebel Alliance. He's unleashed a new fortune. $27 for one of those 3.75-inch figurines. So um, I had one of these as a child. And I miss it so much. And I'm sure when I went to college, mom threw them away. No good um, what did you say? He's no good to me dead. Is that Boba Fett? Always Boba Fett made his first appearance on my show. He's the holy grail you are to many collectors. He's believed to be the only three of four to exist in the auction house. So there you go, a little Boba Fett action. Speaking of action, wonk, wicky, wonk, 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 jobless claims fell to a 15-year low. Woo! That's good action. Um, that should be helping our economy. We may not be hiring as fast. We may not be giving wages as fast, but we're also not, not um, setting up a trend of uh, negativity. It's, it's more of a trend of an improving labor market. Just so you know, last month the unemployment rate fell from 5.8% to 5.6% because if you're not firing a lot of people and sending them to unemployment claims, uh, you're giving them an opportunity to potentially find a job. Mech laid off. McDonald's, Mech CEO. Shake up lifts Mech stock 
After months of lackluster results, McDonald's board has named a new McCEO, Steve Easterbrook, 48 years old, replacing Don Thompson, who was a 25-year vet. You think Don Thompson will ever eat at McDonald's ever again? Probably not, is my guess. Unless as a former CEO, you get like free food for life. Then hell, heck, I'm in. Um, maybe not. So McDonald's stock is down 14.5% from its highest point in the past year. And it's just their same store sales. It's just honestly confusing. You know, they, they try to come up with like premium, premium wraps, but then you get the quality of food and it's not premium. You, you know, breakfast all day, not breakfast all day, payable wage, not payable wage, um, franchisees versus owners. Um, 21% drop in earnings and decline in same-store sales in the last quarter of 3.6% globally. There was a, once a comedian named Robin Harris, awesome, died way too young. He uh, talked about the executing people, um, death sentence, and he's like, gotta go, gotta go. I'll do them two at a time. And he did his, which was pulling the crank of, you know, maybe the electricity to, you know, electric chair. But when your same store sales are down 3.6% and globally and 4.1% in the U.S., you got to go. Um, you know, McDonald's is 66 years old and it's feeling its age. And you can't stay with the past. It started a new ad campaign that portrays the chain as ultra-concerned about how consumers view the quality of food. After years of bloating its menu, it's starting to cut back on menu items. It's beginning experimentation in some Southern California locations with the menu that lets folks walk up to a kiosk, tablet, personalize their burgers, sit down, and someone will bring it to you. McDonald's has 36,000 locations in more than 100 countries. Alibaba, the magic has faded. Um, stock plunges 8%, basically missing revenue by a pretty big number. Um, they hit 4.2 billion in revenue versus 4.45 billion. So not only did they under, but they under by a lot in a time when this company should be overing. But we also learned recently that you know China saying, "Hey Alibaba, you may be selling some junk, and you're not allowed to rip off consumers." And that's the bigger issue over at Alibaba, in my opinion. And again, uh, for what it's worth, you know, take opinions for what they are. We're not supposed to get too caught up in all this. A uh, couple other things to talk about today. NBC, I said, scored a record haul from the Super Bowl ad, pulling in $360 million. Crazy. Uh, you and I got in the wrong business, or something like that. So other stories of note. Um, let's see what we have. Ford forecasts a stronger 2015, but their fourth quarter profit evaporates. Now, which one do we go with? You know, what story is more powerful to you? For Wall Street, it's more about the future. If you were a single mom and you're dating a guy and he comes home drunk every day for six months and he goes, I'm going to change, I'm going to change, you're making a decision, am I going to keep him around my kid from the past or is it all about the future? And do you believe the future? So when you take a look at a Ford, that's the question you have to ask is their stock's been pretty battered. It hasn't been fried, but it has been pretty battered. Um, sitting near a 52-week low, it has incredible value if that Ford F-150, which there's some issues with, it's made out of aluminum and it's really expensive to fix. If you ding your, if you ding your bumper, very expensive. I'm Rob Black. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Call the show 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Take a break. Be right back. and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network. <laughs> 
presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I bring in CFP Chad Burton on a regular basis to talk financial planning. I bring in guests from either thestreet.com or briefing.com to give expert insights or journalistic insights into the markets and the economy. I hope you enjoy what I try to present for you as giving you an option on, you know, not just going with CNBC. Watching CNBC is really bad for your financial health. It's too in the now moment driven. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. It can leave you really struggling and confused. Um, Long term, if you can go back and invest in Apple, was a great product, did it have great management, did it have great demand? Why would you buy and sell and buy and sell and buy and sell? And yeah, there's moments where you can take advantage of that, but is that what you want to do? I doubt it. With that said, lots of stories out there for us to talk about today, including NBC has sold a record haul for the Super Bowl ads, $4.5 million for 30 seconds, $360 million from the event. Whoa. Katy Perry. Star Wars Boba Fett figure sold for $27,000. The galaxy's best bounty hunter is an asset. There's stocks, there's bonds, there's real estate, there's trading cards. Now, that starts to get a little bit more speculative, but it just teaches you. Jobless claims dropped to a 15-year low. That's an underlying positive in the U.S. economy. No matter what happens in the stock market um, on a day-by-day basis, I'm going to look to add to my Russell 2000 position, small caps in America that don't have exposure to euro or don't have the exposure to Putin, or don't have exposure to slowing China. The CEO of McDonald's was laid off. He was fired because of a 21% drop in earnings and declines in same-store traffic in the United States and globally of over 3% both. That's rough. Alibaba is having its first non-magical day, down 8%. Ultimately, Yahoo's down too, because they own a lot of Alibaba. Ultimately, because they missed revenue. Could it be a buying opportunity? That's a pretty powerful company. You buy them when you can, not when you have to. Facebook, their profit surged 34%, their revenue was up 48%, but their stock traded lower, in large part because they said the future is going to have a lot more expenses tied towards hiring people. Let's bring on CFP, Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton. You can find him and his financial planning firm at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. They say that corporations are living beings, and that's why I don't really trust earnings season, because as a living being, as a human... I kind of know that I manage my taxes. I kind of like massage it. But yeah, let's run it through the program one more time and see if I can get more money. With that said, let's not get caught by the IRS. <laughs> what are some of the flags that the IRS might see? What, so what are some of the flags that cause your return to be highlighted for a potential audit? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, this, the simple one nowadays is making too much money. So your chance of being audited for most of America is pretty low. It's 1.11%. But as soon as you hit 200000 or more in income, that quadruples. It's about 4%. So if you make that much, there's a 25% chance that you're going to get audited. So if you're making over $200,000, probably going to get audited now in the next four years. Okay. And if you're $1 million or more, you know, it, it's a real high likelihood in the next two years you're probably going to get audited, especially based on new tax laws that were passed, making sure people are compliant. So that's, that's one. Another big one is... Um, especially for people that contract, they do a lot of contract work or they work for somebody with a W-2 and then um, they do some contract work and they may lose the 1099, but the IRS gets a copy of it. Don't think that you're the only one that gets a copy of that 1099. So failing to report all of your taxable income, your 1099s from your brokerage firm, from your bank accounts, um, W-2s, all that stuff. So as soon as you do something where you forget to report a little amount, maybe it's $1,000, that's a red flag for an audit. Because they say, we received 11 out of 12. We received 12 documents, you submitted 11. Ding, 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 ding. It's pretty easy math to catch someone. Yeah, because then they assume that you've consistently been lying, and they're going to go back and look at even more returns. Yeah. Put you under the 
microscope. You remember I dated an IRS agent in college, right? Yeah, how did I end up for you? Not so good. Yeah. Got a couple audits. <laughs> so. so charitable deductions is another big one because laws have kind of changed over the last couple of years and people used to kind of inflate their drop-offs at Goodwill or whatever that may be. There's a Form 8283 for donations that you make over $500. So as soon as you file that, your chances of an audit increase. So that's unfortunate. You, you know, if you do give more and you're legitimately giving more, yeah. you're filing that form, it actually is a bit of a red flag. So people that do that, if you make higher income, if you do a lot of charitable giving, you have stock options and, and contract work, remember, if you get audited, wow. it's the CPA that represents you in front of the IRS agent, and they know how to do that meeting. Let you me, don't. Let me show you how most audits start. You submitted 2009 taxes that said you owed this. We see that you actually owe two times that. It starts with a letter. Right. It doesn't start with them coming to your door, knocking on it, Mr. Black, we're here to seize your property. It mm -hmm. starts with, we disagree. There's a deficiency, so you're guilty until proven innocent, so prove that you're innocent. Right. And if you can't prove you're innocent, we eventually will levy your accounts. <laughs> so um, it's, you know, it's something that you want to get on top of right away because any deficiencies, if they're true deficiencies, have really, really high interest rates and penalties that really add up. It's really tough to go bankrupt against the IRS. Absolutely. It stays on your record a long time, too. And they'll take a little $50 payment here or there, but they want their payments. Yeah. You know, another big one is people that claim the home office deduction. <laughs> this gets really, really messy. I did that when I was like talk about, Yeah, it's, it's such a – it's not worth the hassle. No. I'm telling you right now, it's not worth the hassle um, in terms of, you know, people try to write off all of their, you know, a huge amount of their rent or taxes or utilities and phone bills for their home office deduction. Cable modem. I used to write off that cable modem every year, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it this year. <laughs> so, and it's supposed to be exclusive use. So, you know, that that's the issue right there. So, you're, you're doing a lot of home office deductions. Get ready for that audit in the next four years. Anything else that we need to know? I got about a minute left. Gosh, you you know, people claiming a lot of rental losses or claiming they're active in real estate, so they don't. There's there's you know twenty five thousand dollar allowance, but people try to get more than that if they say they're active. Um, deducting business meals, if you have a huge amount there, that's going to get audited more than likely. Claiming 100% use of a vehicle as business, nobody uses, you know, unless you're getting the corporate car yeah. and you have your own separate cars for personal use, that doesn't typically happen. And a big one, Rob, is people that try to start a business and it loses money for more than three years. And really what it is is a hobby. Maybe it's, you know, selling candles or whatever it may be. Herbalife. <laughs> as soon as you use that as a business and then you've lost money for more than three years in a row, the IRS is going to start looking at it as a, ho as a hobby, and you're going to put yourself under the We know a guy spotlight. whose wife sells Brazilian jewelry or something like rainforest jewelry, mm -hmm. and it ain't ever going to make money. It's just <laughs> it's a hobby to keep his wife from nagging him. <laughs> no comment on that one, but uh, a cash business that does it, failing to report foreign bank accounts is a real big issue these days for people. So if you're doing anything in you know Mexico, that's got to be reported. Um and currency transactions, and you know, if you if if you look at your return and you take higher than average deductions than most people in your area, that's a red flag. So those people that do that, they really need to have a good CPA on their side to do the tax returns. You know, I wouldn't use TurboTax; I'd use a professional. Yeah, uh, if you, uh, professionals can cost you twenty five hundred to four thousand dollars, though. Well, that's a high end return, but yeah, yeah, it's for the average self employed, it probably won't be that much, but it's it's worth having a good enrolled agent or CPA. CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. He is friends with the IRS. <laughs> friends with the IRS. CFP Chad Burton. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Um, a couple other things uh, that we have out there. Ford forecast a stronger 2015, but the fourth quarter estimates evaporate. About the future, about the now. That's what Wall Street's all about. It's a discounting mechanism. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com.
one of the investment themes that I continue to see. It's a trend. We've got people getting older. We've got Obamacare. We've got more medical issues in our life. So you should own a good medical fund, in my opinion. Consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks mentioned. One of the trends that I continue to see is people aren't saving enough for retirement. Maybe you should buy like a Smith & Wesson because if you don't have a retirement plan and you know, you're getting twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 in Social Security, life ain't going to be pretty. Smith & Wesson is publicly traded, and that's a joke. It's called sarcasm. But the, one of the jokes that I used to make was that if you don't have a retirement plan, Plan B could always be to go into a bank with a gun, one bullet, shoot it into the roof, and say, this is a stick-up. And then you can go to jail for you know, the rest of your life and get you know, three meals a day. You can get a gem, get television. It's going to be better than most people have. I know that sounds horrible, and it's a joke once again, but it is what it is. I've modified that joke to say, instead of going into a jail, maybe you go into accounting and you do white-collar fraud. You'd embezzle. Because a white-collar prison is different than a blue-collar prison. So that's one of the trends that I'm talking about. People aren't going to have enough for retirement. So I throw it out there, and I don't feel great about that, but I'll throw it out there regardless. Um, it's ugly. It's not pretty. And you've been warned. Um, there's been a surge in 401k. Millionaires' as balances at new highs. Retirement savers achieved record balances in their 401k in 2014. Market's been up five, six years in a row. Of course you're going to hit more. Average 401k balance had a record of $91,300 at the end of last summer, at the end of last year. Um, only a tiny fraction of the company's 13 million plan participants ever reached million-dollar mark, uh, according to Fidelity. So about 72,000 workers had amassed $1 million or more in their 401k. That's not bad. Now, again, 13 million people subtracted by 72,000. So you got roughly 12,900 people. No, 12,000, 12 million. 900,000, excuse me, that are under a million. A million pays you $40,000 a year in retirement. More than half the 401k millionaires had balances of a million to 1.25 million. 40% had 1.25 million to 2 million. 9% had 2 million saved. So that's not a lot. So maybe you have to start like, changing the way you invest and not just saying, okay, I want the market returns. I want, maybe I need trends, or maybe you need to add some trends to your market returns. For instance, there's a big trend. Again, we already talked about the more healthcare. I think it, it grows faster than the stock market, the healthcare sector. Now, healthcare is fragmented. There's, you know, the hospital side. There's the HMO side, the insurance side, HMO, PPO. There's the biotech. There's the pharmaceuticals. There's companies that come and remove the waste, like I like Stericycle. Um, Nickelodeon announced Thursday. Here's another trend. Okay, I just did healthcare, right? Here's another trend. TV, as we know, it's getting ready to change. So Nickelodeon announced today that they're joining several other networks in the trade of unbundling from cable and offering content over the Internet instead. Now, I still like my cable because I'm used to it. I fear change. But most people younger than me, they don't fear change. You can now add Nickelodeon to the growing list of networks. HBO plans to break out its HBO Go service as a standalone service later this year. HBO hasn't said when the subscription service will launch, how much it will cost, or what the features will have. There's a chance you won't be able to watch everything on HBO subscribers can today. CBS is, is beginning to offer streaming service that costs $5.99 a month. There's Hulu. There's Netflix. Dish jumped onto the bandwagon that offers streaming live service of TV. That lets you get T, uh, ESPN, which is a biggie, because it's sports, and TNT sports. A handful of a couple other cable networks for about $20 a month. You don't need a cable or satellite subscription to use it. Interesting. Obviously, AT&T buying a satellite company tells you that a lot of convergence is happening here. In the long run, this is going to be good for you. But in the short run, you're probably not going to be able to afford all the packages that you want that you're used to. So you'll say, dang it, cable. I hate paying you 120 130 bucks a month or $100 a month and I get hockey and golf and football and baseball, if I have to pay for all those separately, it's going to be, well, it's not going to be about the same. 
can be a lot less, but then it starts to add up the more you get. Cable and satellite packages force you to pay for tons of channels you don't want. With over-the-top uh, subscription services, you can make sure you only get the programming you want. Unbundling gives you more ways to watch your shows on TVs, phones, tablets, computers, and what other gizmo you can find in your house. To me, this is going to be interesting when Apple jumps in, Google jumps in, more Netflix, more Hulu, more Amazon, striking deals for, yeah, we'll just distribute your pocket, your uh, content, and they will. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Alibaba was in the news today. Jack Moss splashes out, so to speak. Um, revenue was a very impressive 26.2 billion won, which is about 4.2 billion. Revenue missed estimates as the e-commerce giants pushed into mobile, curbed its advertising sales growth. Jack Ma is investing in shopping apps and promoting Alibaba's platforms to reach the target of working more than 10 million small businesses outside China. Um, the revenue increase was much lower than people expected. Maybe this takes another 90 days to right the ship. This is a big company. The problem with biggins is it's tough to get them bigger. 40% revenue growth is pretty good. Um, their bigger issue is their government. China's government is looking at Alibaba and saying, we think you might be selling junk product, and we don't like that. China protects its consumers, or says they protect their consumers a little bit better than the United States. It's worthy of note. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Drop me an email before the end of the show, and I'll try to get it on the show. Uh, coming up, we'll be talking a little how to get out of holiday debt, because I still think that's a big concept for a lot of Americans. Uh, plus, we'll talk a little 529s, who's it's right for and who's it's not right for. Uh, I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Yes, tell you a little secret. If you like a show on the station, you should support it by sending an email to the station, whether it's mine or anyone else's. Sometimes we go through long periods of time where we know that this is kind of a monologue-driven event. People want to hear what's he going to say next. Not quite as crazy as Howard Stern. For me, sometimes I do go that kind of crazy, and that's not a good thing all the time. It's a good thing some of the time. So feedback to management on what you like on the station, what you don't like, is important. Station becoming too political for you? Station becoming too businessy for you? Station becoming too personal finance for you? Station becoming too ha-ha? Do you like the old guy? Do you like the young guy? Do you like the real estate guy that says real estate always goes up, or do you like the real estate guy that says, you know what? It works out over time. You Feedback is very, very important. There's a website, kdow.biz. It's kdow.biz. Um, trust me, it's a funny industry. In television, if you give feedback to my bosses and you were to say something along the lines of, yeah, I saw Rob today and his makeup looked bad. One person saying makeup looked bad and I'm in a meeting for 45 minutes. I'm not telling you you're going to get me in trouble. Uh, I'm just saying. So... One of the companies that we've talked about, McDonald's, some of the things they could do to change things is they need to improve the quality of their food. Um, and they've been doing that by releasing videos. Like, people are like, are those really eggs? And they show you that, you know, how they pick their eggs for the Egg McMuffins and how the smaller eggs get used in, you know, scrambled eggs and things like that. Yes, they are really eggs. Um, 
do nuggets have pink slime? Not their nuggets, but some nuggets do, and they're showing you how they're made. Um, they need to do a little bit more of that, but also they need to improve the quality. I mean, good God, are their fries not perfect? They're bioengineered, you know, freaks of nature, unbelievably good. A friend of mine is a chef. Shows Islam, and he once said to me, he said, "I can't make." You know, the amount of fries that McDonald's makes and make money. And uh, you start thinking about that and like, whoa. Keep in mind, sometimes there's things that are called loss leaders, and sometimes it's they got the process down. A loss leader would be when you get um, french fries that you also might get a Coca-Cola, and that's where they make money. So McDonald's needs to improve the quality. They need to pay people more because there's a perception that they don't. And that's probably keeping some people out of the stores. The average franchisee makes about $2 million per store. $2.5 million. 20% of his money goes into labor. He needs to communicate with the, with the community that he's going to up it from 20 to 22, 20 to 24, whatever. But there's a perception that they're underpaid. And part of that perception is true, and part of it you know, comes with reality of it's not exactly a highly skilled job. But they could change that by automating. There's a company in San Francisco that makes burger, a burger machine that can make 360 burgers an hour. So instead of having a crew of eight at $10 an hour, you get a crew of two at 20 And suddenly you're telling the community, hey, look, we're doing an awesome job of paying, overpaying people. So it's there to be fixed. Will they? I don't know. On the other hand, Facebook. Um, I'll probably pick up shares soon. I legally have to tell you that two days before I do. I might not definitely. But they said the costs are going to go up next year. So the, there's already some bad news out there. The profit surge 34%. Today they're going to have 745 million users. This month they're going to have 1.39 billion. Um, that's those are Super Bowls, and they've been able to. Con- completely move their business model in two years to mobile. And that's impressive. Um, I'm still mostly Facebook desktop, but sometimes mobile. And I'm only using it to check business contacts. Um, I don't post anything personally about me or my dog. Uh, I don't think that's appropriate. So, But it was an impressive pivot. I think that's a $100 stock. Right now it's about a $78 stock. I think it's a $100 stock by the end of 2015. Is it, is it going to be a straight line? Eh, nope. If it were a straight line and I knew it, do you think I'd tell you? Or do you think I'd be in McVegas rocking the, Mc, the McRockstar approach? Um, so CEO of McDonald's stepped down. And anyone comes in. Success or failure starts at the top. And that's what the lesson is that you have to learn about that. Uh, whether it was Jack Kent Cook with the Washington Redskins, uh, whether it was the previous owner of the San Francisco 49ers, pre-Jed York years, pre-Daddy York years, um, hiring the right people and having the right plan is pushes what succeeds or fails. Jobless claims came in at a 15-year low. That's really a nice, you know, again, number. One of the nice stories in the world is that the U.S. economy continues to slowly improve. Um, that drives our economy because when the job improves, like maybe go for a beer, see a beautiful woman, like, hey, beautiful woman, bam, there's a baby. So you have a job, next thing you know, you have a baby. Baby needs food. Baby needs a house. Baby needs new crib. Baby needs... And the guy who sells the paint, the guy who sells the crib, the guy who sells the house, they all make money from you and your job and, you know, having one drink too many. Um, So that's what we have. Alibaba missed on revenue. That stock will be higher in three years, maybe not in three months. Do you buy it today? I don't know. If it's 80, I'm buying a little bit. 85 a little bit maybe you know I'll, I'll have my thresholds I'm not telling you to do that I'm saying I'll have some ideas maybe you should too I'm Rob Black you can find me online at robblack.com CFP Chad Burton you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com he does portfolio reviews but also there's a lot of good downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com that's newfocusfinancial.com I'm Rob Black 
Join me online at robblack.com. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.